Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Okay. I, I guess we're on live. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Uh... Hello, welcome to Open Mic Wrestling Night. I don't mean to sound like a complete tool, but that's okay. Um, You're about um, 95% complete if this was an RPG. uh, No, I'd probably be like 98% complete if this was an RPG. Um, (laughs) I'm Dave, obviously, with JML on the other side of the line. Yo, yo. Yo, yo. Okay. Uh, Now that we got our yo-yos out of the way, and seven to eight minutes wasted on the uh, trying to figure out what the hell is going on here. We were on uh, them interwebs. Yes, we're on them interwebs somehow, some way. And whoever decided to do these kind of things and let schmucks like me on, that's completely okay. I mean, let let them continue to allow me on. No, that that's great. But anyway, um, lots to talk about with WrestleMania 32. Got a lot to have talked about from the Raw after. Eh. NXT TakeOver. NXT NXT TakeOver Dallas. I mean, there was a lot. Uh, I will say, though, with the Raw after, I know I'm jumping a little ahead, the, the fans were not as good as they've been over the last three years, at least nope. that they've been traditionally over the last three years. And on top of that, um, a lot of the internet smarks were put to shame because Bauer didn't come in, the Bullet Club didn't come in, Bailey didn't come in. Uh, I'm sure they wanted Goldberg to come in, but <laughs> they, but they did get <clears throat> Enzo and Cass, Apollo Crews, which I did not expect. See, but that's that was like, awesome. I that was a, that was a, and poor Tyler Breeze. The bastard can't get a break. He was a he was a jobber to the stars in NXT. Then he comes up to the main roster just to take another space as a jobber to the stars on the WWE yeah. roster. Mm-hmm. And well, he's a good por- hand. Yeah, a good hand or a good selfie stick, whatever you want to put. But he, um, I mean, he can make people look good. You know, he yeah. has no problem selling. I'm not saying he's a bad wrestler. And, and, you know, he trained with Lance Storm, for God's sake. So, I mean, he's yeah. obviously not a bad wrestler, but uh, I mean, the poor bastard can't get a break. And I'm no. okay with and I'm okay with Baron Corbin's involvement in the WWE who also wrestled the other jobbers of the stars in Dolph Ziggler. Um, <laughs> I'd say all three debuts were a success on the Raw after. Oh, definitely. Um, and speaking of Lance Storm, he also trained uh, Emma, a uh, little factoid. Um, yes. But Apollo Crews, I kind of had a feeling, and I texted one of our mutual friends, uh, 
Charlie, and I said right before Raw, I was like, I have a feeling Apollo Crews is going to be on the main roster like pretty soon. And he was like, no, he didn't. His match didn't even make NXT takeover like the actual show. And I'm like, well, probably like, a reason I, feel like, that. I was like, I, yeah, I was like, I feel like he's, he's ready. He's polished and they haven't really done much with him on NXT. And I was like, they're not going to release him because he's ultra talented. They, they just need to find the right role for him. And I think, right now in the, the mid card so desperately needs him considering uh who they elevated to the main event level last night on Raw. So like your mid card guys have now become your main eventers due to your part timers not being around and all the injuries. So there's gaps uh that need to be filled in Apollo Cruz and Baron Corbin fill those those gaps pretty nicely. Yeah, so far so good. And again, it's only one night after WrestleMania. Uh, my friend Damian Dragon had pointed out numerous times that NXT TakeOver Dallas into WrestleMania and especially into last night's Raw, and it'll continue on SmackDown with the Blood Villains coming in, which I think is a good idea as well. Uh, there's a changing in the guard in every level of WWE performers. Uh, NXT is going to get a facelift. I'm sure. Uh, oh, yeah, it's already happened. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, with the champions being Asuka, Finn Balor, and the uh, an American Alpha, which is, you know, if you didn't watch TakeOver oh. Dallas, if you didn't watch oh. TakeOver Dallas, do yourself a favor and watch it. Stop listening to this show. I mean, no, listen to this show and then watch it. So. Yeah, well, that's true. But, yeah, you need to go watch it at some point. Preferably after this is over. But, um, what's it called? Yeah, we, uh, I, I mean, I don't know about you, but Wrestle, I mean, I watched WrestleMania again the day after, now that I was actually able to watch this whole damn thing. Yeah. Because I was working through most of it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't no, it wasn't bad. It wasn't WrestleMania 27 where it was no. just an absolute, I mean, the only good match on 27's card was Triple H. And Undertaker, but I thought Punk, else, Punk, you know, Punk and Orton was pretty good. It was okay, but just the whole show was it, it was terrible, and the main event absolutely sucked. Win. Um, the promo package for the Miz was better than the actual match involving Miz yes, and Cena. Yes, yes. but yeah, um, but Mania Thirty Two wasn't bad. However, I mean. <sighs> There was an extra angst to these guys. Like, how do you follow up what was at TakeOver Dallas? Yeah. No, I you agree with you. You don't. You don't. <laughs> and especially if you just took the Nakamura and Zayn match out of the equation, I mean, that by itself is a tough act to follow in, in one match or a whole event. Even if you yeah. took that match out of what happened in NXT TakeOver Dallas, I'd still say that the actual match quality was probably a little bit, probably, definitely was better than what WrestleMania was this year. Yeah. Um, what I would also say, um, my thoughts on WrestleMania, I I didn't think any of the matches were bad. Like, I, did, I didn't say, like, oh, that was a terrible match. Like, the layout of that match was terrible. Like, mm-hmm. 
I didn't have I didn't have a problem per se with any of the matches on the main card. Uh, it was like the outcomes and the finishes of the matches. I I just disagreed with what they did. And you know when we get into Raw, like I can kind of be a little bit more descriptive in my feelings right. about WrestleMania. Um, okay, but to 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 get into NXT for a little bit. NXT right now is, and I've said this for the last, how many years now, Dave? Three? Mm -hmm. That NXT has been outshining WWE for that amount of time. And it's only, they're only getting better because the talent that's coming in are like phenomenal five-star guys that like blue chippers. Like you have a guy like Bobby Roode coming in, who is a great fit for NXT, right? Uh, mm-hmm. You have you have Finn Balor still there. Joe is still there. Uh, you know, we go down the line. All these guys can work. And you yeah. have their tag division is the best tag division in wrestling. Yep. Like, their I'm, tag I'm, division... Yeah. And that's even with Enzo and Cass leaving, and with the villains leaving, you know. Yeah. And and they're gonna and they're and, and they signed a top international tag team. I can't remember the name off the top of my head. Uh, I'm gonna actually cut you off, Jamels, for just a second here. We have our first guest calling in right now. Uh, we got a couple of guests here today. Uh, first one joining us now. Before I get him on, I'm gonna read off something that I was asked to read off uh, promoting a product. Uh, Aris Joint Medic is a natural tropical cream made of anti-inflammatory plant extracts to reduce pain, restore range, restore range of motion, and reduce inflammation and swelling without the use of steroids or NSAIDs, non-steroidal uh, anti-inflammatory drugs such as naproxen. Anyway, natural ingredients uh, brought to you by the Green Lion Marketplace. You can go see them on GreenLionMarketplace.com for that and many more uh, items on there as well, organic, non-GMO-based products. I have, and if you're a fan of indie wrestling, and especially if you're a fan of the indie power ranking, you owe a lot, if not all credit, to this man right here joining us right now, uh, Travis Desmond. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm sitting here watching uh, UConn's women beat the brakes off of Syracuse right now. It's not even close. Yeah, there's no surprise there. No, and it's just, I think the only reason people are watching is just so that they can watch this game end, and then there's another celebration on the court for the UConn women. Plus, the whole state of Connecticut is probably watching. And I think gambling degenerates are watching it, too, because there's a 24-point spread. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. That is interesting. And what's the over-under, do you know? No idea. Uh, Over-under in basketball is like, eh. It's a, well, you know, it, it's good for women's basketball that these women are very dominant, you know, then and, and it's going to cause better competition in theory, but we haven't seen it yet. Yeah. So. In theory, well, the I mean, there have the, been yeah. some, other, some talented women on other teams. They just haven't had the collection. Um, but, you know, guys, I heard you talking about um, WrestleMania, and you should be proud of me because I actually watched WrestleMania this year. I think I did last year, too. Um, I did skip out on the main event uh, because that damn show ran way too long for me. <laughs> Five and hours. I, I got started late. So, yeah. like, I was starting the feed 
you know, from the beginning, but I'm an hour late. So, I mean, it's almost midnight, and I was at a friend's house. So I was like, you know, I just don't really care about Roman Reigns and Triple H that much. Nothing against Triple H. Roman, not a fan of him. I understand some people like him. I'm not among that uh, group. Right. Yeah, no, it. I mean, that, when I was watching the show, I couldn't believe that they were running past uh, four hours. But then again, they never yeah. promoted it as a four-hour show. So, well, you know, sh- that, shame on us. Yeah, and that was the <laughs> other thing, too, uh, that I had totally a disagreement with from the beginning. And Dave and I spoke about this at length. Um, that shouldn't have been the main event. The, Taker and Shane probably should have been the main event, considering Especially the fact that... you know that, you're going to let your crowd down. <laughs> Yeah, and considering the fact that considering the fact that Triple H and Roman Reigns played out as the sideshow feud uh, yeah. on the road to WrestleMania. Yeah, so, I, yeah, it, it really, it, whatever. It could have, should have, would have, but again, at the same time, it happened. And you know what, though, I will say this, and before we can uh, interview Travis. Uh, I like the direction that they seem to be going out with Roman Reigns, that I'm better than you character. Like, you can see it brewing right now. And especially now that AJ Styles is coming into the fold as the, the number one contender for the heavyweight championship, oh. which is great, which is great for yep. him, which is great for wrestling, uh, in my opinion. It won't be long-lived. I can see it kind of being a Triple H tour of uh, burying all the guys that came in from WCW, kind of like him burying everybody that was coming in from the Indies. But it just depends on how Roman executes it. But that, that'll be discussed in a little bit. Um, again, Travis, thanks for coming on. I know you're a busy guy. In the power rankings, Travis and Fix, Fix Horror Adventures, Drunken Horror Adventures, excuse me, and a full family life at home. Uh, I just want to get this started by asking simply, what made you decide to do the indie power rankings in the first place? Because it's, now it's become years later such a central focus of a lot of men and women alike on the independent wrestling scene. It's really weird. I was kind of bored with wrestling at the time. And, you know, I love wrestling, but I I felt like, you know, independent wrestling wasn't getting a lot of um, attention at the time, which is weird because, you know, it's three years later and it's getting a ton of attention. But at the time, um, I was not interested in WWE, and I'm still not that interested. Uh, And on the indies, uh, I was trying to think of a way where, you know, maybe people could get attention. And ESPN had a writer named John Robinson who was actually doing the WWE power rankings. Now, their criteria was so different than what we do at the Indy power rankings because it's a different thing. You know, it's sports entertainment, whatever they want to call it. So he was ranking them based on whatever their week was on Raw, on SmackDown. And I thought, how cool would it be if somebody did something like that for the Indy, you know, for the Indy guys? Um, because then you're, you're ranking people all across the board. And, of course, the whole thing started out with Johnny Gargano and Kevin Steen at the time being like one and two for a long time because they were Dragon Gate USA and ROH World Champions. So that was kind of the deal at the start. And then things really started evolving when we did the fan poll. But, you know, originally it, it was just an idea to kind of go along with what John Robinson was doing. And it was just a way to kind of fulfill boredom while I was at work. I started out... Um, like on a, on a wrestling forum doing it. We didn't even have a website until, you know, later on that year until it, it kind of blew up a little bit. But, I mean, that's where it started. I think Twitter is what really started exposing it. And then we kind of went from there, Facebook page, Instagram, all of the above. Yeah, and, again, you like you said, you have quite the following. 
uh, all different types of names have been, you know, getting on the number one rankings, you know, from all walks of life on independent wrestling, from Drew Galloway to, uh, I think, was Joey Janela number one recently? No, Janela has definitely been number one. He hasn't been this year, but he has been number one before. Right. So, I mean, uh, if if anybody's not familiar with Joey, years. right. If you're not familiar with Joey Janela, I believe he's the current CZW Wire champion. If not, I know he's held the title before recently as well. But he's all over the Indies as well, up and down the coast, and even in Canada recently. Uh, actually, I trained with him a little bit, but that's another story for another Ricochet. Time. Yeah, Ricochet's been on the rankings too, I believe, uh, many a times. Yeah, former uh, number one in the IPR 100. Yes, that's kind of a ripoff of the PWI 500, except we don't have people pay or have to submit resumes to get in. It's actually based on their rankings throughout the year, and if that feels like a cheap shot towards PWI, it's not meant to be. I mean, <clears throat> there probably would be no indie power rankings without PWI. I grew up on PWI, um, <clears throat> and so uh, a lot of their top ten rankings also inspired the indie power rankings too. But again, they were always like two, three months behind. We're doing this weekly. And I have to tell you, on a weekly basis, it is hard to keep up with uh, indie wrestling. But, you know, I have a good crew. Uh, aside from just myself, originally it was just myself. And then I right. picked up some other people. But as far as results went, for the longest time, it was just me. And now I've got somebody in South Africa, of all places, who tracks Kofi more Kingston. results. <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> but not, and not um, the the power Udi either. But <laughs> this this guy he tracks more countries, more events. I'm talking Italy, Australia, all over the place, Switzerland, um, just everywhere. And and we're we're ranking people all over the place after they maybe won a tournament or something, you know. And we're realistic. If somebody wins the tournament at Italy, they probably end up with a number nine, number eight, because the competition's not as strong at least the way we look at it, because we're trying to look at it wrestling as a sport, which I think is missing a lot. And that was one of my other things about wrestling is um, is that, you know, I realize it's entertainment. We all get that. But wouldn't you enjoy it a little bit more if you could just sit there and, and you know, just cheer like you are at a sporting event? I mean, I like to tailgate at shows. <laughs> yes. And, you know, and, that's why I like the Indies, you know, it's a very intimate atmosphere, which makes it that much more, I mean, in my opinion, having worked on the Indies and stuff too, a little entertaining, a little more entertaining because it's like there's that intimacy of the crowd and, you know, you, you know, if you're working well enough, you're going to get the admiration or you're going to get the, you know, the crowd booing you because, you know, that's what you're supposed to be doing. Um, but either way, uh, for anybody who's not familiar with the Indie Power Rankings, again, we're on with uh, Travis Besden here. What is the criteria of the Indy Power Rankings uh, for someone to get ranked? Okay. <clears throat> so it's a weekly thing. So um, if you didn't wrestle this week, you don't get ranked. Um, if you're working NXT, anything you do in NXT doesn't count. But like for somebody like a Jar Johnny Gardano, who's maybe working NXT and other shows, the other shows count. Um, anything that's not ROH counts. So if you're wrestling somewhere, and maybe you're an ROH talent like a Michael Elgin. Well, if you're somewhere else wrestling, that result counts. So if you go 3-0, and like in the U.K., and it's not ROH shows, well, guess what? You have a chance of being ranked, and you probably will be. Um, okay, and, and it goes based on so wins and losses as well, right? 
Yes, wins and losses. That's the first thing that I that we all look at. If you go zero and three, you're not going to get ranked. Let's face it. If you go zero and two, you're not going to get ranked. If you go one and one, you're probably not going to get ranked. You need to have a winning record for the week. Um, strength of competition is the second thing. You know, it, it's easier for somebody to and, and strength of competition. I realize it's all relative, but when you're looking at independent wrestling, there's the guys that are the quote unquote names like a Johnny Gargano, even though he probably won't be on the Indies much longer as it sounds like. Um, and then people like Drew Galloway, those are the big names. So those, those are the strength of competition. Let's say Joey Janela, like you said, beats a couple of those guys in a weekend. Well, he's got a hell of a, um argument for a ranking. So that's kind of where we're coming from there. Yeah, and again, to kind of uh, an aside, I, I lately, the last couple of years since we've been, you know, since we worked together with the old station, Phil and the Void, uh, and even before with Indie Power Rankings, I look forward to your top 150 shows or top 100 shows every year and the top for the tag teams. What separates you from the PWI? You know, you get 500 wrestlers from across the world. I mean, that might, I mean, that's still a small fraction of what's really out there, but you really put an emphasis on getting ranked in the weekly rankings and. In a way, I mean, I don't know how much of an impact it's made on the wrestlers, and I'm sure it has somehow, but it always seems like they're getting more work just so that they can get themselves on the indie power rankings somehow or, you know, just to just to get their name on there. And not too long ago, I don't know if it was you or Vic that told me, somebody approached you guys at a show and said, my goal this year is to make the indie power rankings at some point. Mm-hmm. Like, that's got to be pretty cool coming from you as an individual doing all this yourself to now having a full crew, online voting, which is amazing, and you've got talent now saying, that's my goal, just to get ranked on the Indy Power Rankings. I mean, that's just got to be some hell of a journey that you've gone on the last several years. I mean, let's face it, we're not on an ego trip or anything here. You know, somebody like a Ricochet, I mean, they don't need to be ranked. They probably will be anyway. But, you know, guys like that, they don't need us at, at all. And, and that's fine. But there's guys like maybe, I won't say a Joey Janela because he's broken through, but, you know, at a certain point in his career, he probably could have used that, that rub. And and I have been told, and again, I'm not trying to pat ourselves on the back, but it's more of a thing where you feel a lot of pride when you hear something like, you know, I want to get ranked on the Indy Power Rankings. But even beyond that, this means even more to me than that because it's cool to be ranked, I'm sure, you know, just to have a number in front of your name. But when a tag team and I don't want to throw out their name because I'm not sure I want to embarrass them, um, but a tag team who's pretty well known these days, um, who who are getting around, who are one of the top teams a lot on the Indie Power Rankings, um, tell us that they're getting more bookings because of the Indie Power Rankings and how they've been ranked in the past. And, uh, yeah, that, that to me means more than anything is when, when somebody's telling me they're making money because of us, that's awesome. I mean, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to support independent wrestling without maybe breaking the bank on our own wallets. Right, yeah. And by the way, if, if anybody wants to uh, uh, go shopping right now, go to Pro Wrestling Tees and go buy an Indie Power Ranking shirt. This uh, is a cheap plug there as well. Um, We'd appreciate it. <laughs> it's a, it's a, you know, they got some good shirts there as well. They got like an old school Raw logo with Indie Power Rankings and they got that's the most popular by far. That's the one Santana sported, so that seems to be the one everybody else loves. Yeah, Santana Garrett was sporting that one, and I mean, I like that even before she sported it. But you know, let's just face it. I mean, 
Uh-huh. She looks better. She looks better in that shirt than I ever could. So it made her look better too. I'm just saying. <laughs> Absolutely, but um, but going back, but also, and you know, and that's why I pointed out at the very beginning here, men and women. You know, you you're never shy to rank women number one. Santana, Santana Garrett has made it uh, on weekly number one numerous times, as has Kimberly. Uh, and other women as well have made the ranking. Uh, Funny you bring that up, that, David. Talk about that this too, week. Because, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say this week right now we've got not not to uh, undercut this, but we've got the Indie Power Rankings reveal on the air. So if you guys get a chance, maybe on iTunes, check it out. It's on Elite Podcast Network. Um, <clears throat> and I'll tell you right now, the number one is a woman from Shimmer, it's Nicole Savoy. She went 3-0. and She won that new title they have, and she beat names like Kimberly, Lufisto, Heidi Lovelace, and Candice LeRae. I mean, you beat those four that names. That is an all-star lineup. Yeah, I mean, you beat those four names in a weekend. You see what I'm talking about by strength of competition and all those things. Anyway, I, I get where you're going with that, with the ranking the women, men and the women together. We got to a point where... Um, we, we kind of put it up to a lot of the people, including women's wrestlers, and we asked them, do you want to be ranked separately from the men? And it wasn't across the board. I'm not going to say that it was. But most of the women were like, we want to be ranked right there with the men. Hell, most of the time we were wrestling men. And that is true. Intergender wrestling has taken off, uh, especially on the indies. So we were like, okay, and... At that time, nobody had been ranked number one who was a woman. And then uh, Christina Von Erie was actually the first one to ever be ranked number one. She won a tournament in Las Vegas uh, and got number one that week. And then you see it kind of roll forward with Kimberly, Candice LeRae. Um, and like you said earlier, and like I said, Santana Garrett, she was the number one wrestler in 2015. And if you don't believe why or you think we just like Santana Garrett, Look at all the titles she won in 2015. Look how many losses she had, and you'll understand that her year was phenomenal. Yeah, wasn't she, I don't know if it was this year or somewhere prior, but she was the NWA World Women's Champion at some point, I guess, right? Yep, she beat um, Barbie Hayden for it. She held that title for a long, uh, good six months or so while she was shine champion, while she was holding all these various independent titles all throughout Florida, New Jersey, um, she competed in, like, North Carolina, Japan, everywhere. Now, in the same respect that you're t- talking about the women, you know, you're asking the women being ranked with the men, have you ever gotten any complaints from, I mean, you know, obviously don't have to mention names because we're not here to try to bury anybody, but have men come forward and be like, why are the women ranked with us, or have we kind of moved past that point on the independent circuit? Um, two and a half years ago, we presented it to somebody, a couple of wrestlers in Ohio, and they thought it was silly to rank women with men because it's not the same thing. So, I mean, I haven't heard wrestlers complain about it. The only thing you ever hear from wrestlers, they don't complain about who's ranked. They complain about them not being ranked. So, you know, we presented that to some people, and they, they didn't agree with it. But, like, ever since then, nobody's had anything to say about that specifically. But, again, the only thing wrestlers complain about is either they just <laughs> – they they say things like indie power rankings are dumb and and vaguely say something like that but don't have anything any kind of a follow up. It's almost like they you know they just want to kind of like get our goat, but it's you know we're kind of past that at this point. Or or they're you know some 
backyard indie guy who's mad that they never got ranked. And and I'm not trying to be rude, but it's true. There are people out there like that. They're the type of guys that follow you, and they've got 100 followers. And then within a week, they've unfollowed you because they're mad they never got ranked. And it's like, nobody knows you. And we're not trying to be jerks here, but, I mean, come on now. If you're ranking 10 best wrestlers on the indies in the world for that week, let's be honest, what did you do really? Right, right. And, again, a lot of these guys... They're not even getting booked in the strength of schedule. I just remember a couple of years ago, I was trying to do a thing as well, uh, uh, Indie Wrestling Channel, something like that. I can't remember what it was called. But I was finding a bunch of various independent matches online and throwing them on uh, on live stream, I believe it was. And, mm-hmm. you know, having been on the Indie... Again, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm nobody famous. I'm nobody important. I don't really care. I can tell you who I shared locker rooms with. I can tell you who I've been in a locker rooms with that are on television right now, you know, but again, that's not my style. But with, but having seen what these men and women go through, uh, you know, I wanted to help them out. So when I, when I remember discovering the ending power rankings, I remember thinking how great of a thing it was that, again, there is a platform that these, these, these wrestlers are getting a chance to get exposure. And again, a lot now, just with that being said, with Santana, Santana Garrett and guys like Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa and all of them going on uh, the uh, NXT and all of that, does, does it have like a trickle down? I mean, I know you go to plenty of indie shows. Does it have the trickle down effect? Like, am I assuming right that what you're seeing on television now is really getting the men and women hungry or hungrier? to do better because now it's just becoming wrestling's on it. It's, it's on its next explosion right now. And yeah, I think we're yeah. seeing it all over. Yeah. And, and, you know, the thing is five, 10 years ago, you'd have guys that would say, I'm just too short. They're never going to hire me. I'm not Kristen Law. I'm not Eddie Guerrero. I'm not Chris Jericho because that's what it would take back then to get, you know, hired by somebody big. You'd have to be that good. Nowadays they're taking flyers on anybody who's really good on the Indies. And I'm not saying that all all these people who are getting hired aren't aren't great, but you know, um, they're giving more opportunities than they used to. Look at somebody like Two Cold Scorpio. They got opportunity. He got opportunities um, in WWE, but he'd have more of an opportunity in this era than he did back then. Um, Agreed. WWF. So that, that's what I'm saying. It feels like more of an open-door policy where they're giving people a chance. Now, I could sit here and debate whether certain people they're hiring, that they're just doing it to, to kind of keep them away from other people, because I kind of feel that way about, like, a Drake Younger. They just hired him so nobody else could really have him, and they're not doing anything with him other than making him a referee. Sarah Del Rey, kind of same thing. She's a trainer. I mean, I, again, I... I Good for them. I'm not arguing with them. They make your money. But, you know, it just sucks when, you know, they hire Sammy Callahan. He sits there for three years, doesn't work the indies, and we don't really get to see him very much. And I know he broke his leg and hurt him. You know, he was hurt for a good portion of that. But you get my point. Sometimes it feels like they're just hiring people away, and they don't really have any plans for them. They're just hiring them away. It's fine. You know, we just, you know, we'll keep them away from them at least. Right. Chris Hero. Yeah, and the other part about it too. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, he said Hero. That's a good point. Hero, I don't know that they ever had big long-term plans for him. Granted, I'm sure Hero has to take a lot of, you know, um, he has to take some of the blame there. And, you know, we know the reasons why, or at least most people have heard. But, you know, there's people like that that have felt like, 
to be honest, we thought Apollo Crews was going to be one of those guys. I was shocked when he debuted on Monday. I'm glad that he, Uha, is getting a push like that. Oh, he deserves it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Former number one, by the way. Nice. But, yeah, but look look at it this way, too. And another point I'm making of, like, the trickle-down effect with the indies, uh, again, we're talking to Travis Desmond of the Indie Power Rankings. Um, You look at a guy like Bull Dempsey, who... At first, kind of had a, I mean, had a great upside, but he was kind of just started again on television. Then they revised his character to Bullfit, which could, you know, it, it worked for a little bit, and then they obviously released him. Now he's being booked all over the place. Uh, PWS, he's being booked in, you know, places all over the country. Now again, the indie wrestlers are now working harder. NXT's brand has become that of astronomical proportions. And, it absolutely has. And now people are going to want to work with guys like a Bolt Dempsey or uh, if you get the rare appearance of Tommaso Ciampa, which I think he's an exclusive now to WWE. Uh, or I even so a, Or a Gargano or even a Bobby Roode because he's going to be at House of Hardcore now, I think, coming up with Eric Young. Um, they want that rub. They want that rub of, I wrestled Bolt Dempsey from NXT. Because now NXT is going to become that next name that promoters, I mean, are probably going to wind up looking at, you know, uh, it, it'll be an impressive thing to put on their resume to go working forward. I mean, it's, yeah. again, like I said, it's, it's an incredible time to be alive. If you're a wrestling fan, more or less an independent wrestling fan too, you know, I've always preached, go out and watch your local shows, but now is a time to really go out and look at go to those shows because these young guys, these young guns are going to be freaking hungry. Yep. Yeah, and you absolutely. Look at, and you look at, like, I'm sorry to cut you guys off, you look at someone like uh, Sylvester LaFort, who they just uh, released from NXT, and TNA signed him in two weeks and put him on TV. So yeah, but are they going to get that's a kind of? Uh, I don't know. There's gonna be, it's going to be like the scene from Dumb and Dumber. You know, they're going to have a whole briefcase of IOUs and, you know, and present it to them. So. <laughs> pretty much what's going on right now with anybody in there than that company. And I, and I really shouldn't be saying anything bad about them because a friend of mine just got a tryout with them uh, uh, when they were in Bethlehem. And I'm very happy for him because the guy, the guy works really hard. And again, I'm not going to name drop anything because that's, that's just not my style. But, um, but yeah, I mean, okay, let me ask you this. Of this year, because I know Santana Garrett was number one, you're, you're half you're the half, uh, your halfway through the year rankings will be coming out, I believe, in June or July. June 30th tradi- or so. Yep, as you traditionally have done over the last couple of years. If you were to guess, who are your early predictions who would make the top five? Well, how about this? How about I don't guess? How about I tell you right now? Who my, who <laughs> I can think of the top four right now um, okay. off the top of my head. And it's going to blow your mind because it kind of blows my mind. I don't think number one is going to be a surprise to anybody. Um, Zack Sabre Jr. is the number one right now. In fact, okay. he's number one by a wide margin. You win WXW 16 karat gold, you win PWG's world title, you do all the things he's done this year, and you kind of see why he's been ranked. He's had two number one rankings, a couple of number twos, uh, and some other various like honorable mentions. And you know, he just stacked it up this year. He's made it impossible to catch up with them. Now. Mm. Along those same lines, this is the part that's really odd to me, and I didn't even realize it until today because 
um, every week I, you know, add the, the week's rankings into the into the uh, cumulative for the year. Um, I can't remember. Uh, well, I do actually. I think I remember. Number two is Marty Scroll from also the UK. Joe Coffey's right there at number three or number four, also from the UK. And Pete Dunn from the UK also. So four guys from the UK, which is weird to me because we've had a couple uh, guys in the top ten from the UK before in the IPR 100. But, I mean, literally the top four guys are UK guys. And I'm not sure if it's because they, they wrestle more there because there have been a lot of shows this year. That might be why. Um, okay. They've been wrestling a lot of high-quality competition. Will Osprey somewhere in the top ten. Um and then number five, Sammy Callahan. Okay. He, yeah, he, he was number two at one point. Yeah, he was making a good run on the Indy since he's come back. So. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I'm shocked about the U.K. guys, too. But the, it's more of a consistency with them. They're not number one week in, week out. But other than Sabre, who did it twice, those other guys, like, I don't think any of those three that I mentioned have been number one. They just have managed to be ranked so many times this year, whether it's four, five, six, you know, three, two, um, that it's just it piles up after a while, and that that helps obviously at the end of the year. Yeah, of course. Well, either way, I mean, again, that I always look forward to because it, it you know, I've always been a fan of any wrestling, but and I'm not saying this because you're on you're on the show with me, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm only saying this because I really mean it. Through working with you and Vic and and all the various sorts, you know, over the last couple of years, it's made me a fan of indie wrestling all over again because it, it just brings such a different and it's an easier way for me to keep track of talents and and I've always liked the global talents. Uh, Johnny Storm was one of them, early ones from Ring of Honor, and Doug Williams, mm-hmm. you know, guys like that, you know, and, and obviously the Japanese names. I mean, there's so many of them you can go to, Nakamura's now and NXT and all that good stuff. But, you know, it, it's it's just made me a fan all over again. And it's really, I mean, again, I, and I compliment you and the whole crew for what they do because it just, it it shows your passion for indie wrestling, and it shows, it's wrestling, you know. We all love it. It's an yep. art. So, and Dave, the one thing that I would say is indie wrestling is mainstream wrestling now. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course, absolutely. Because uh, all these guys now, as 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 uh, Travis said when he first came on, and as Dave said as well, like you look at a WWE roster, you even look at TNA's roster. Most of these guys were in the indies a year or two ago, like, and they were on the indie power rankings. So it shows what's going on in the business. Like the 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 old days of going into the local bodybuilding gym and pulling a guy and going, okay, cool, you've got a great build, let's put you in the ring. Those days are 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 it's not really happening like that anymore. So and there's a lot of people to think, you know, that broke that glass ceiling. Uh, I'm going to leave out some names because then we'll just, I'll get on a rant for three hours, but you know, I appreciate what uh, Travis has done and his whole crew with uh, IPR. So I I wanted to address one thing, you know, the the one thing that I will say, if anybody ever asks, you know, what separates you from all these other, you know, um, dirt sheets and everything. Number one, we're not a dirt sheet. We don't report rumors. We don't report news. We just report, you know, who beat who each week, and we, we rank them as to who our committee and the fans 
think is the best that week. And um, number two, this is something that's important to me. Um, a lot of people rank on, you know, they, they do the star ratings for matches and things like that. And a lot of those are really disrespectful. I'm not saying that there's something wrong with star <laughs> ratings. I'm talking about people's reviews of shows and stuff. They're really disrespectful, and I feel like a lot of times they're not doing anybody any favors, and it's just self-serving, and it just kind of gives somebody a platform to be an asshole. Well, on our end, we felt like it was kind of, nice to be positive and do something that, you know, because we don't say negative things other than, you know, he's on a losing streak or whatever the case may be. We're ranking people for good they did, even if somebody booked it. And that's that's the third thing that I want to talk about is, you know, there's a lot of people who are like, well, you're ranking something that we all know is a work and, you know, all those things. And it's like, okay, yes, that's true. But a couple of years ago, why were people upset? Because Daniel Bryan wasn't winning enough. And no matter what you say, when you're at a wrestling show, the thing that draws the most emotion from you is your feelings about somebody winning or losing. And you can lie to me all you want about all the different ways. The promoter may not care who wins or loses, but you as a fan do. And that's why people were pissed at WrestleMania when things didn't go the way they wanted it to go. It's not from, you know, I wanted to see this. They wanted certain people to win that did not win. And I'm not saying there's other things they didn't want to see debuts and things like that, but I'm talking about just from that standpoint, I still think that draws a visceral reaction from people. Yes. Yep. I'm cr- That's completely exactly, that, was, that was exactly my feelings about WrestleMania. You see someone like uh, Ambrose didn't win, and you're like, wow. Like, what was the, what was the point of this whole buildup if he was just going to lose? You know, like, it's one of those things where, but then you understand eventually he's going to have his payoff down the road, kind of like what they did with Daniel Bryan. You know, they're right. going to beat them down to build them back up. So when they do win, it's this big, epic, you know, moment for them. So. Okay. Yeah, and just like the Indies, everybody has their time in the the sun if they they have the talent. You know what I mean? Um, like a Chris Hero hasn't been number one in the IPR 100, but he's damn sure been number one in the rankings because he's got the talent to be uh, booked that way. So, you know, it's simple as that. Right. Yep. Now, let me ask one question. and You know, I'll probably, I might leave off with this, and then unless Jamal has another question. Um, if you were to selfishly bring back a wrestler from the WWE or TNA or whatever it would be and bring him back on the Indies for your pleasure, who would it be? And I think I already know the answer, but... Ooh, somebody uh, somebody that's working there right now? Yes. Ooh. Um, now, mind okay, you, so, uh, most of these guys are in their prime and stuff, so. Man. Okay, oh. so. Huh. That's a hell of a question. That's um, tough. I'm going to say Sami Zayn, Generico. I think there's so many that's... people he'd have a good match with. Huh. I'm surprised you didn't say Drake Younger, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. He'd be fun and all. I mean, but I don't know. I mean, it feels like if he took the referee job, it's because he probably felt pretty broken down, and maybe he just didn't want to do it anymore. And he beat the crap out of himself over the over the years in wrestling. So, I mean, Dude lost you know. a nipple once, and it grew back. So just for anybody that wants to know, if you ever lose a nipple, apparently it'll grow back. <laughs> That's a good thing to know. It's a good thing to know. Yeah. Especially so if you're into the S&M kind. Yeah, if you, especially if you're into the S&M kind of stuff, so. <laughs> it's a true story, though, from what I'm yeah. told. <laughs> and that's what Drake said. He, or he lost a part of it, and it grew back. So, 
Um, that's what oh. Deathmatch Wrestling in Germany does for you. <laughs> oh, boy. That's oh, Mick boy. Foley. No, yes. his ear didn't, the ear grow, didn't back. grow back, though, unfortunately. Yeah. Well. <laughs> James, do you have any other questions for Travis before we let him on his merry way? No, it's great. Um, I I uh, appreciate Travis coming on, and uh, you know we'll we'll keep a an ear out for uh, the IPR. Of so. course, Travis. Before you go, why don't you throw your plugs out like you like you always have seemed to done on your shows so gracefully. Sure thing. All right. Well, anytime you want to see the Indy Power Rankings, IPR 100, Tag Team Top 5, any of the stuff I've referenced before, Indy Power Rankings, IPR.wordpress.com. Yes, I'd love to have an Indy Power Rankings.com site, but, you know, not enough T-shirts have been sold, so maybe you could go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Indy Power, I-N-D-Y, Power, um, and, and pick up a shirt. There's four different designs right now. Uh, my graphic design guy's been a little bit lazy, so one of these days we'll get some more shirts added. Um, but yeah, support us monetarily that way. Keep us going. Um, keep us going to shows that way too. In fact, um, and then you can follow us on Twitter at Indie Power Ranking, no GS at Indie Power Rankings on Instagram or Facebook.com/slash Indie Power Rankings. We also have a Tumblr, and it's just kind of connected to the others because I've never been able to figure out Tumblr. So if somebody else, you know, has some use for it, then but, you know, tell me what's so good about it because I haven't figured it out yet. But that's about it, fellas. I appreciate you having me on. I appreciate you coming on and taking a little time out of your busy schedule to accommodate us. So we'll be talking soon, as we always do. All right, fellas. So we'll talk to you later. All right. Good take night, care, man. Mike. Later on. And that was Travis Desmond of the Indy Power Rankings. Uh that was the first person I thought of to come on the show to introduce, you know, reintroduce Open Mic Wrestling Night. So, okay. I'm sorry. I said, my John Cena. So, yeah. Um, okay, now we got a little while before uh, our next guest. Uh, All-Star Michelle B comes on promoting an IWF show coming up I believe in another week. I'm not so sure. No, next, uh, not this weekend, but the next weekend. I'll let her talk about it when she comes on. But anyway, back to WrestleMania, roll after NXT TakeOver Dallas. Um, but, you know, it, like it's unfair to talk about them as three separate events where it, they all kind of correlate together into one big story. You know, traditionally over the last couple of years, it's been, all right, who's going to get called up? Who's going to get their chance? Who's going to do this? Who's going to do that? And it creates a lot of speculation online and, you know, to to some degree, it, it, it gets really annoying. But either way, um, I wasn't a fan of Raw. Although I, I fell asleep before the AJ Styles match. I mean, I'm, I've just been bored. I, I'm not, you know, not even bored. I'm tired from working all the goddamn time. Um, I'm glad he won. I'm glad the guys debuted who debuted. I'm glad the Bob Dylans are coming in. And, you know, in a way, uh, I don't want those teams to get ruined. I mean, they did such a great job in NXT, and I would like to think that Vince McMahon or Triple H is getting into his ears. Uh that, you know, this is something, this is a good thing. This is something that could be of use to us. 
you know, you have the Usos, you have the Dudleys, you have the New Day. You barely have the League of Nations. That's it. Who else do you realistically have? On the they new, have... Uh, and then the Colognes. I, I don't want to count them because they are, that's just awful. Their repackaging was, I mean, I'll, I'll admit to one thing, that was god-awful. How many times are they going to repackage them? As many times as they want. They'll have those two come on, and Carlito will be their manager, and it's going to be the worst failed experiment ever. And it's sad because, you know, uh, oh God, I can't remember. The No Way Out where uh, Cena and Big Show wrestled, I believe that was 09? Yeah. Or 2010 or whatever. That Four Corners tag match with the titles was something to behold. I mean, it was Kid and – I think it was Kid and uh, – Kid and, uh, oh, what the hell was his name? The one with the 450 splash. Born? No, that was the shooting shooting star. Gabriel. Oh. Yeah, the uh, internet. Of course. Right. He, he, those two had, um, yeah, those, those two, I was a primetime players. And it was two other teams I can't remember, but they had a great four corners match. Well, they had, they had the Ascension too, but what the hell have they done with the Ascension? I mean, let's just be realistic. I just don't want those teams. And Enzo Mori comes from right around here in my area of Waldwick, and I believe Cass is from Queens. So to see somebody local making it is great. I just don't want to see them get shit all over. It's just not fair. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, any other thoughts of Raw? I, mean, I don't think there's really that much to really report other than the Sami Zayn shoulder injury, which is going to wind up hurting him as a whole. No pun intended, but... Well, my my overall opinion was you have Cesaro come back early, uh, like, be it two weeks early, because um, he was advertised for the European tour, and... You know, I kind of thought maybe they were going to give him that instant rub of like, oh, we're going to elevate you to where we should have elevated you, you know, maybe a year and a half ago. But they gave it to Styles, which I have no problem with. But I just want to see how this plays out. Like, is this just going to be Roman Reigns and AJ? Or are we actually going to have some sort of mapped out storyline where we get one of those guys to turn heel uh, because right now, as it currently stands, they're both faces and I just can't see the storyline being built up uh, going into this pay-per-view. Well, going into this pay-per-view, they both have to be faces, but maybe the payoff is we get a heel AJ Styles with the Bullet Club. I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, I'm just, I think this is a one-off. And the only reason why I say that is because I think that they're hanging on to Rollins coming back soon and they can immediately insert him into the feud of, hey, I didn't lose my title and this, this, and this, and it would make more sense to have a feud with Roman where he has a history with. Right now, it would have satisfied anybody if they had Zane, Styles, or Owens 
competing for uh, for the championship. I you don't know how long Styles' contract is. Nobody's ever reported it because it's always been said that it's a three long years. It's a, well, I've always heard it's a long lucrative deal. I never heard the detail, but okay, three years. Are you really going to invest something that could be long term in, in AJ Styles for something that's going to be a three year project realistically? Whereas Owens has more of a chance to be around for an additional five to seven years, maybe. Um, um, here's here's what I would say, Dave, is I wouldn't argue either way if they decided to go with Owens or Styles. Right. Um, but I mean, they both have moved a massive amount of merchandise. But uh, let's be realistic; both of them have. And they've both proved it already. Um, but where I'm just dumbfounded is what is what does Dean Ambrose have to do to actually win the win the the, the title at this point? Uh, like, what does he have to do to win the title? Because when you talk about all these guys, Ambrose moves the most merchandise outside of Cena. You know, has, like, that, has that been statistically proven? Because if yes. I were to bet, if I were to bet any money, I would think Kevin Owens moves the next most merchandise behind Cena, Triple H, and, and Roman Reigns. Uh, but again, uh, Roman just, doesn't. Roman Roman's not really moving the merch. He only has this one logo. I've. <laughs> it looks like a ripoff of the Hardy logo, but. Right. Right. No, but you look about you think about it, you have KO and Styles, they're both very similar. Be it as it may, Owens is younger than, than Styles. So I agree with you. Yeah, let's let's uh let's do it. Like let's uh build Owens first. But on the flip side, the counter argument could be, All right, Styles is gonna be thirty nine years old. Why don't we get in now while he's hot and he's not injured and let's put the belt on him because we can probably have a hot storyline that can lead us into SummerSlam if they do it right. Like if but, they but, put, if they put a bullet club, if, if they put a bullet club together and have them and have the shield reunite to take the bullet club on. Yeah. Now you're just making an indie March dream. You know, you're giving him false hope with that. See, for me, and I hate to say this because indie guys right now are making up most of their roster, like the indie darlings. I'm talking yeah. about Kevin Owens. I'm talking about Zane, again, pending on shoulder. I'm talking about Rollins, who, even though he made his name in the indies as Tyler Black, for anybody who doesn't know and is too ignorant to, you know, look at their history books here. And lived, um, lived under a freaking rock, so. Right, but... But but Roman is a true and blue WWE guy, meaning, like, you know, they can take credit for building him. <laughs> Again, they can for Rollins. But but I don't think Rollins had that cult following that a Kevin Steen had or an AJ Styles or an El Generico. Uh, he, was always, he was always a great wrestler. Uh, I think the peak of his young career was his time with the age of the fall. 
Yeah. Although he, although, although, I mean, he, but by the time he got the world championship, it was a little late uh, in ROH. But then he finally retuned his career, became NXT champion, and later WWE world champion, which is great. Um, I will say though, however, I can see WWE, like I said before, pulling a Triple H in the in the mid two thousands with the WCW guys or the early two thousands, excuse me with Goldberg, with Scott Steiner, with Booker T, all who were world champions <clears throat> in WCW. But once they make it to the quote-unquote big leagues, they're trying to show their dominance and prove it doesn't mean a damn thing what you did in any other company. Now you're going to pay the piper. In in that regard. I just personally think that AJ Styles is going to be the start of something new with that, with Roman Reigns playing the role as Triple H. Well, unfortunately, unfortunately, I, I feel that's exactly like they'll, he'll go through KO, he'll go through Styles, he'll go through Cesaro. I feel, and then go through maybe a Kevin Owens, where like I was, we were kind of alluding to. Although they want to build the company around Roman Reigns, they really should be building it around Kevin Owens. If you're just basing it on merchandise, but always put on a quality match, he's great on the microphone, you know, and they keep kind of teasing it around. So, yeah, no, you're right. I agree. Who the hell knows? By the way, what did you think was the biggest surprise coming out of uh, the Raw after? There really wasn't many surprises coming out of WrestleMania. I say, I say the biggest, the biggest surprise was Styles winning that way. Right, because they booked him. They he lost to Jericho at Mania. Right. You know, so I'm like, I factored him completely out of that fatal four way, and I was like, this. I was like, I don't know. Maybe they're gonna try to get Roman over and have Jericho win. Like, because Jericho, if Jericho can't get Roman face pop, then no one can. You right, know, so. Right, that, and that's I was why like, I feel, "Oh man, I was like, maybe Jericho can can do this." Right. I mean, I, again, like you're looking, you're the way I saw Roman Reigns' promo and body language and interaction in the ring uh, last night was that of they're kind of doing what they did with The Rock. I mean, again, another parallel, how original of the WWE, whatever. Where, um, where Roman now will be embracing the bad guy role, not fighting it, and that's what's going to win him over eventually. Because if you remember, the, the Die Rocky Die chants were very popular back in the late '90s, and he embraced it so much that it made him popular. But then again, he also had the charisma, and Roman, sorry, he just doesn't have the charisma. Just an opinion, of course. But uh, I mean, I mean, I think you guys should, catch, uh, you know, cut him a little bit of slack. The guy's only been around the business. I mean, I mean, he's only worked in the business for what four years. Yeah, but I mean, come on, you need to. I am. All I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, like, okay, 
Baron Corbin, I thought he was one of the worst because he had the lack of charisma. He kind of seemed like a deer in headlights because they were trying to go for one thing with him and all of a sudden he had it. But he grew into it. I haven't really... I mean, if this... If my idea keeps going forward, uh, what the hell is that beeping? I don't know. <sighs> Welcome to the world of podcasting, everybody. Anyway, um... I, I, I told us. Oh, but if he keeps going forward with uh, embracing this new side of him, then we might be thinking something different of Roman Reigns. No, the but problem like I, with Ro- the problem with Roman Reigns, fans dislike him, is not anything that you mentioned. It, a little bit of what you mentioned, but the main reason is that his character didn't change at all when he broke up with the Shield. Whereas the other two change their characters, so to speak. Yeah, like so they, well, be, they became. The White Power Ranger. <laughs> well, he became the sleazy, slimy heel that will do anything to win. He be- yeah. became Edge. You know, like Edge's character, the ultimate opportunist. Dean Ambrose. Yeah, I can see that. Became like. You know, he's like the he's the lunatic French. Yeah. And the problem was the problem was too is that when you have a three man group and they break up and you decide to not have Roman feud right away with Rollins and you had Ambrose do it, it just made that breakup like it seemed like Roman didn't care about that breakup. At all. Right. Well, and then again, look at look at his attire. You haven't changed it in the time that the shield's broken up. Every time I see that attire, I think shield. Immediately think shield. Yep. There's no real uh, there's no real originality behind it. And that's the part of it that really it gets me upset. Because it's like I mean, when he was in NXT or FCW, whatever the hell he was in, both. You know, he had he had a look to him that could, I guess, make him formidable to other opponents. So it's uh, like it's like I, Paul Heyman said it best: like this guy is a wild Samoan. Make him a freaking Samoan powerhouse. Like, don't be the stereotypical Samoan, but make him that guy. Like, make him the angry Samoan that's gonna F you up. Don't make him pander to the crowd. Don't make him play the same character that he was playing in a group as a solo guy. I mean, I'm glad that he's not walking through the crowd anymore. Right. right. Like, they changed that. His attire, like, he does still wear the vest, but it's a little slimmed down. It's a different kind of version of that that vest but it's like change his music as well just change his music change his music change his attire and i think you you might have something there but it might be too it might be too late and the other thing is i don't know how they're going to get the fans 
on his side. Like, I don't even think if he embraces the hate, he's going to have fans embrace him. I mean, it took The Rock until SummerSlam 98, the ladder match against uh, Triple H. Like, after that, when they were like, oh, man, this guy just had a really good ladder match with uh, Triple H for the fans to really start catching on to The Rock and cheer him. So yeah, yeah. What what's gonna do that for Roman? Other than him embracing the hate, I I I don't know. I mean, I'm done trying to guess. Like, I'm done trying to figure out, you know, what he should do, what he shouldn't do. I mean, it's you know, again, I'm I'm gonna watch wrestling because of the art. I can care, you know. I mean, it's it's some of the storylines or very disappointing in the sense of, like, and and this is another thing that, that might be damaging WWE, and if I were to ever, ever interview Triple H, I'd love to ask this question. You look at the two top wrestlers in NXT, Finn Balor and Bailey. Let's just, let's mm-hmm. just put it out there, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm sure Vince McMahon is salivating at the idea that those two are under WWE contracts, and he can bring them up to the main roster at any time, or or both, either of them. Yeah. How much of a conflict is it causing in the back, if there really is a conflict, that those two are building this separate brand where it doesn't even seem like the goal anymore is to make it to the WWE roster. The goal now is to make NXT the most recognizable and the most exciting brand that wrestling has seen in quite some time. That's why yep. I believe that the competition is WWE 1, NXT 2. I don't even view them as a w- although WWE logos are all over their place, I don't view them as a WWE property. They're a completely separate, and it's because of the talent that's there. You know, they're not fighting to get to the main roster. They're fighting for a spot on an NXT show. That's the impression impression I get. And you think about the trainers and the producers and everyone that puts together NXT on a day-to-day basis, if you compare that to... I'm not knocking WWE's producers and road agents, but they're certainly more hungry than... The NXT agents are more hungry than your WWE guys, backstage guys. Like, like I I don't understand how... Like you said, you would let your quote-unquote developmental brand outshine you and outclass you in almost every facet. Like, you watch NXT, and it gives you that old-school feel, but yet is fresh. Yeah, it is very fresh. it's, it's, uh, It's incredible. And, you know, a lot of credit, too. I mean, we give a lot of credit to Triple H, but without... Dusty Rhodes, you know, like, where would have NXT been? Like, Dusty right. Rhodes helped get this whole thing moving. Right, right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and that for that matter, said, you said you said Bailey was the best uh, women's wrestler in, in NXT. She might be the best women's wrestler between both rosters, in my opinion. I completely agree with that. Uh, I do completely agree with that. And with women's wrestling being said, and we bring on our next guest, 
she is going to be competing for women's championship gold coming up at a IWF show coming up soon. Uh, before I bring her in, let me just read once again for uh, Aries Joint Medic. It is made from natural, sustainable ingredients. This product is effective in treating pain from strains, osteo, and rheumatoid arthritis, and other inflammation of joints and muscles. You can go view this product and many more different products on GreenLionMarketplace.com. Uh, joining us right now, All-Star Michelle Z. How are you? Hey, guys. I'm good. How are you doing? Good, but I, I want to mention that you are uh, enjoying much warmer weather than we're experiencing in the Northeast area right now as you're calling from Dallas, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, actually, right now I am in Fort Worth, Texas, in the world-famous largest honky-tonk bar, Billy Bob. Um, I don't know if you've heard of it, but um, we actually tried to come here a few years ago, and it closes really early, oddly. It closes at 10 o'clock, but it's this huge, amazing place, and um, I'm calling you from there, so I hope you can hear me okay. Um, and, yeah, the weather has been gorgeous. Today was 84 degrees. We were poolside. I really can't ask for anything more right now. I don't blame you. And like, i got to ask you, you know, you were at WrestleMania, obviously. How was it to be at that arena uh, with, I mean, as the real number has come out, of, with 97,000-plus people? Oh, so it wasn't a hundred. It wasn't 101,763. I'm, like, actually heartbroken over that because the I Rock like that lied. number. <laughs> the Rock lied. He always lies. I, I, I think he lies um, since he came back. He's, he's just a movie star now. But anyway, no, it was actually amazing. I loved the stadium. This is one of the reasons why I like to go is to see other states and other cities and other stadiums. Last year we got to see Levi Stadium. And I'm a 49ers fan, so that was amazing. But uh, AT&T Stadium, is, it's just it's unlike anything else. It's a big screen. Uh, it was really amazing, and the people were awesome. We met a lot of people down here, and we made a lot of contacts, which is something I always like to do when, when traveling, and especially with wrestling events. Just networking is really important. Yeah, of course, absolutely. You can never have too many contacts in the wrestling business. Uh, one thing is for sure. Uh, let me ask your opinion on this. You know, being a, a ladies wrestler, how important has this this upcoming Divas Revolution or Women's Revolution, whatever you want to call it, uh, has that made you hungrier as a worker to kind of uh, feel like, hey, you know, people are looking at women's wrestlers a little bit differently. Now it's my time to really, you know, get out there and shine. Yeah, it's actually a really good time, and I think that is what's been generating more interest in women's wrestling outside of the WWE. They definitely had a really downturn, and I'll be honest, I've been watching for a while, and the women's matches were never taken seriously, and I think they have been. It started, you know, a little bit before, I guess, WrestleMania last year, and I think that it kind of, the WWE kind of dropped the ball a little bit here and there, but I feel like it's coming back. Like, they had a really, a lot of good matches going on with, like when they they had all the the three teams and they had you know Paige and and um, Sasha coming up and Becky Lynch and Charlotte and then it seemed to drop off a little kind of got a little bit more Bella centric which I think they're great in their own way for other reasons but they're not they're they're not wrestler wrestlers and I like the fact that women's wrestling is getting back to being wrestlers and not divas not Barbie dolls. And that's something that I feel really strongly about because I go in 
and I don't go to look like a Barbie doll. I mean, it's just not who I am to begin with, but I but I stay true to that during wrestling. Right, and the the true testament of them changing not only, you know, the, the, the audience's perception of women's wrestling on a main event scale, a main event meaning on, you know, WWE's roster, NXT, whatever. I mean, NXT have always referred to their uh, female wrestlers as women, you know, and it almost seemed like some maybe taking a step back because now they're being treated as divas, whereas they were women in, in the WWE. But that point aside, then they, re- they, then they revived the women's championship on a WWE level, which I think was the most important part of this uh, revolution uh, going forward. And I, I think you would agree with that, no? Oh, absolutely. I was, I was, very, I was very upset when they changed the women's champion to, uh, to the Tevas belt back, whenever that was. You know, it's a pink butterfly. And I'll be honest, I wear pink as my wrestling color, but... It's really, I'm not girly at all, so I can't, I, I just, the, the butterfly and everything, they really did it. It knocked it down a peg and made it seem like, you know, the lesser, and they would call them divas. They wouldn't even be superstars. I mean, they should all be called wrestlers. I don't really think I'm crazy about the superstar term overall, you know, as a wrestling fan, but, you know, I'll take what I can get as far as converting divas to superstars, and the belt is really nice. So it's, it's comparable oh, yeah. to, to the you know, WWE heavyweight champion. Yeah, and I think that's that's a, that's uh, that little cherry on top there. That you know, uh, I mean, I like the new WWE World Championship belt design, and I like and I, I like the correspondence with the women's championship uh, and the current WWE World Heavyweight Championship. It, it it brings more of an importance, in my opinion, to that yeah. championship. No matter who competes for it, whether it be Natty, whether it be, uh, you know, uh, whomever it'll be, Charlotte, you know, whoever wears it, it, right. it just brings that much more of a uh, of the prestige, and and it's going to bring it back, in my opinion. And you know, like I keep saying, what a time to be alive to be a wrestling fan and for right. any young ladies out there, any young girls out there. A spot looking to you know for something to do with their life, and they want to be a wrestler. You know, this is a great time to really be watching, and you know, it, it's definitely inspiring, men and women alike. No, I, I agree, and um, yeah, it's a great time to be a wrestling fan, and it's a great time to be an IWS wrestling fan and an IWS an IWS female wrestler. <laughs> Excuse me, um, because as you know, we we have our shot at the very first IWF women's wrestling title in the history of IWF. And it's really exciting. Yeah, and IWF's been around for quite some time, if I'm not mistaken, no? Yeah, I, I want to say 18, 19 years. And speaking of that, I believe on April 16th is the 19th, the 19th Relay for Life Loud and Proud event that IWF is hosting. It's a big fundraiser, which... I'm just going to throw that in now, and that's where I'll be going for the IWF Women's Championship in in, in a um, triple threat elimination match. And who are the other two combatants that you'll be going up against? I'm sorry, what was that? Who are the other two ladies you're going to be going up against? Um, Tasha Steele and Red Hot Aaron Winter. Okay. Now, if I'm not mistaken, you and... I might be wrong here. Haven't you had a rivalry with Red Hot Aaron Winter for a little while now? 
I have had a rivalry with Red Hot for a while now, and it all started when she came up. Um, I've been there the longest, and when she came into the IWF, we were friends. We were fast friends. And she was nice and sweet and innocent. And you know what? I took her under my wing. We were kind of a tag team sort of uh, for a little while, and we did the uh, some triple threats. We were always on each other's side. We always got each other's back. And then one day she decided to take that red-hot temper and just pretty much turn on me. And, uh, you know, that's how it goes. You know, you can only lead people so, for so much, and then they want to just think they can do it on their own. And, you know, they're out for themselves. And, you know, and Tasha came along, and I'm hoping the same thing doesn't happen because, you know, we're pretty cool with each other. She works really hard, and she's in the gym all the time, and she's dedicated like I am. And, you know, we play to win but we play to win fair. We don't want a, any shenanigans going on. We just want to get in there and do our thing and come out with the victory. Now, take that aside, going with the with, uh, the other two women that you're going into, I mean, I, I'm sorry to say I haven't seen much of the other two, but um, the competition, again, the, just it's a trickle-down effect from the from the top down. How how beneficial has it been to be working with these women that you've had a long history with? I mean, it, it must bring out the the best in you all, right? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, it is it is good that we all work together um, in the IWF and we see each other week after week because you know we also get to we we obviously go to the school together, but we're no strangers. We know our strengths, we know our weaknesses, and I think we can play off that and we can put on a really good match on April sixteenth. April 16th, IWF Arena in Nutley, New Jersey, if I'm not mistaken, correct? It's actually at the uh, Nutley Rec Center. Okay. A lot, most of the events are at the IWF Center um, in Nutley, but the big events, this is our big event of the year, and it's, it's always at the Nutley Rec Center. And it's like I said, it's for a really good cause, Relay for Life, American Cancer Society. Uh, you can get tickets at IWF. Uh, Camp IWF is the website or you can follow us on Twitter, which is IWF Wrestling, or on Facebook. You can follow Kevin Knight. You can follow me, Michelle 3D, and get tickets, you know, and message any of us for tickets. Definitely. Any Instagrams? Any Instagrams? Oh, yeah. Um, Instagram is also IWF Wrestling, and uh, I have one, which is also Michelle 3D. Boom. Great. There we go. (laughs) Okay. and who else is going to be on the card? I mean, I know it's going to be the triple threat elimination for the IWF Women's Championship, but who, who else can we expect on the card? Well, you'll definitely see Kevin Knight. You'll see Golden Boy Mike Kamet. You'll see Galindo, um, Sean Donovan, Roman Zachary, um, the Outlaw, Shane O'Brien. You've got a lot of the um, undergrads and recent grads. We had a nice... Uh, bunch of people graduating recently and you know there's a bunch of matches I, I think six or seven announced I can't exactly remember but uh, check out the website for all the information and you can get all the uh the real details on all the matches and it's really going to be a good night it yes. always is well, but the females are going to steal the show the females are going to sh- steal the show like Wrestlemania so I, I I wouldn't doubt that I mean I would put money on it actually I mean I'm going in there looking to steal the show and you know, the all-star Michelle D, that's been something that I've been looking forward to for a while. 
at uh, this show. I mean, I try to do it every show, but it's just part of me to want to go in and do my best and really prove who I am. So hopefully you'll be hearing my name for a long time to come. And now, how long have you been a wrestler? Like, like how long have you been a pro? I've been at IWF for a year and maybe like a year and four months, I think. So, yeah, I know I'm, I'm still very green and I still have a lot to learn. But somebody asked me a really cool question uh, while I've been down here. Um, I've been talking to a lot of people, like I said, and um, somebody asked me, what did it, because I met him last year, and he said, what do you know now that you didn't know last year? And I thought that was a really interesting question because, I mean, there's a ton of things I know now, but I really thought back, and I'm like, last year I really didn't know what I was doing. Like, I, I knew certain things, but being in the business then for only three months, you know, you think you kind of have a handle on things. And I just realized how much of a novice I was then, and now I just feel like I have so much more of a handle on it. But then next year you'll ask me and I'll say the same thing. And that's really the cool thing is that there's so much to learn and that you'll never know it all. And I never thought I knew it all. I mean, back then I thought I knew one out of like one million, you know. Now it right. just seems like like I can go in there and be confident. But I didn't realize that last year, how like really just scratching the surface I was. And now it's just it's so much better that I can – see that and I can also see that next year again like I said I'll be telling you the same thing yeah I've always been told that you're never done learning in the business of pro wrestling and you know it's very true and you know many people can attest to that so Michelle I know you're out having a good time in Dallas I don't want to take up too much more of your time so one more time throughout your plugs for IWF and we'll send you on your way to enjoy the weather that we're not enjoying cool thank you guys so much for this opportunity and I hope to talk to you again soon uh, whether it's just, you know, on Facebook or whatever or, you know, another another talk or maybe after I win that championship, you'll let me come back on and uh, talk about how awesome it feels. Um, yeah, but definitely. The, the, the event is uh, IWF Loud and Proud. It's April 16th at the Nutley Rec Center in Nutley, New Jersey. The website is campiwf.com, IWF Wrestling, which is Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. And mine is Michelle3D, which is on Instagram and Twitter. And you could also follow Kevin Knight, who runs the school. I'm sure you've heard of him. He's got an illustrious yes. career. And mm-hmm. uh, he's, he's a great teacher. He's, he's just been so great over the past year and a half, we'll say, uh, since I've been in the school. And thanking him for giving us this opportunity, because I do feel like we have a good crop of women, and I think we've earned this. And I want to say definitely may the best woman win, but I also want to say that best woman is going to be me. Definitely. Well, Jenna, I know you were on the show with uh, our your friend or you know Ken's friend Chris on uh, his sports show. Maybe we can all get a big group together and head down. Hopefully, we're all available. Absolutely, that would be great. Yeah, you could definitely message me. We'll, we'll talk tickets. So cool. Yeah, we'll talk at some other point. Well, either way, enjoy the rest of your trip in Dallas. Thank you for taking the time to talk to us. And good luck uh, if we don't talk before then. Okay, great. Thank you guys so much. You guys have a good night. You too. too. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Be safe. And that is All-Star Michelle Michelle D. Uh, She was kind enough to join us from Dallas, Texas. So, Look at us with guests on our first show. I know. Isn't that amazing? Man. Well, either way, we have... Uh, well, we technically have 30 minutes. I don't know how much longer we're we're, we're going to get. 
But yeah, um, let's, we can go another five ten minutes at least. Yeah, man. But anyway, any final thoughts from you on again? Probably want to separate the shows. I mean, it really is WrestleMania weekend. So, yes. what were your thoughts? Excuse me. Any final thoughts that you have on WrestleMania weekend? Oh, the the. I just want to put it out there that uh, Zack Ryder losing the Intercontinental Championship after 24 hours was one of the greatest things I've ever witnessed uh, <laughs> because it got every single internet fanboy so excited. Oh, finally, after four years, Zack Ryder's finally getting the push, and I called it, and, and I said he's going to get the push, and he did. And yeah. I just... I've never, and I'm sorry, I've never seen anything that I'm like, wow, Zack Ryder is, like, one of the top guys in WWE. You should really give him a push. Like, I know he made a name for himself on social media and all these things, the Internet Championship and the YouTube show, and I give him credit for that. But as, like, an in-ring guy, I just don't see him as being anything so special. Like, there's nothing to me that stands out about him that I'm like, wow, they should really invest in in him. And for him to win that ladder match, I was like, this guy's going to lose the belt the next day. There's no way they're keeping the belt on Zack Ryder. And I'm glad someone like The Miz took it from him because, you know, that's a good way to stick it to the IWC. So. Okay. <laughs> Well, that's an interesting final perspective, I guess. Yeah, the Zack Ryder thing, I guess, it came out of nowhere. The match itself wasn't bad at all. Um, the, the result was a little shocking. Uh, it was definitely not expected. Um, I will say, though, I mean, does it even matter to have these championships anymore? I mean, it, it's this is the part of it where it really disappoints me. Like, the Intercontinental Championship meant so much. The United States Championship meant so much, uh, you know, back in the day. Yeah. Now, it's just, until, now, it's, yeah. now it's just a gimmick to put on somebody, which I mean, belts are always a gimmick. However, I felt that certain belts were like a reward for your work, your hard work, your, your pushing the merchandise, whatever it may be that you're being rewarded for. Um, but it's just tough, you know. Uh, the Divas Revolution. I don't think that momentum's slowing down. Uh, I have a feeling Dude. that we're going to see more of these great tag teams coming and hopefully making an impression. As long as they're allowed to work, as long as they're allowed to put on the matches that they're capable of and that we've seen them be capable of in NXT. You know, um, then I think we'll be okay uh, yep. as a wrestling fan. But again, I'm not going to be these people. And I've been guilty of doing this in the past, but I'm not going to be at that point anymore. Oh well, if they don't do this, I'm not going to watch, or I'm not going to watch because they're not doing what I want them to be. Who gives a shit? You know what? Let's just be blunt. Who gives a shit? We, I mean, I'm speaking for myself. I don't know who will agree or disagree. I can care less. 
we as wrestling fans, we as wrestling fans watch the product because it's art. It has always been art. It's always going to be art, whether it be the talking, whether it be, you know, because let's face it, Kevin Owens, I mean, if he if he wasn't such a good wrestler, a lot of people would like him just because he could freaking talk. Yep. Hulk Hogan, although his, his days in Japan, if you ever watch any of his matches with Japan, a lot of them are really good. But he was never the greatest professional wrestler, and to his own admitting. He was never the greatest pro wrestler. He was always, his charisma carried him to the point of just immortality, of being immortal. Um, and winning $140 million from Gawker. Oh, wait, that was something else. Yeah, no, that being aside. But but he but you know what I mean like he he could talk he could hype up a crowd you know certain it's like a server let me use this analogy there are some servers that are great with the menu like they can memorize every bit of the menu including the spices that they use to put the meat in however they can be terrible to customers some people could be great with the people but be terrible at the menu but can still sell it based on your charisma. It's the same thing with wrestling. I appreciate the art. Uh, talking, the physical act of it, having been a wrestler for a little bit, you know, taking my bumps in the ring, it makes me appreciate those who go out there every weekend and travel and put money into it. You know, to, you know it's amazing. It truly is amazing. And to see their hard work rewarded on television is a great thing. But that being said... I'm going to continue watching wrestling no matter what disappointment I have in the product, the storylines. I just want to see, you know, Vince McMahon said in, in Thy Kingdom Come, the Triple H documentary, if you, if you haven't seen it, go watch it at some point. It's really a great piece. The board of directors had per- pressured him in making uh, some sort of exit plan because he's not getting any younger. If NXT is any indicator of what WWE could be, the future is in great hands, folks. The future is in great hands. You have Triple H, who was a who was one of the boys. He understands that lifestyle. He lived it for twenty plus years. He knows, and he knows well for the most part. I mean, wrestling like a lot of jobs like that are all a lot political, but he knows how to work it. Stephanie's got the business mind of her father. It's a great, no pun intended, it's a great tag team combination for WWE's future. Just Agreed. I'm not saying it, you know, I'm not saying be patient, but if you're still watching, you're watching it for some reason, you're a fan of the product, you're a fan of the art. Here, here's the thing I would say, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna bid adieu. Uh, I guess we'll both bit a do. Right. Is guys like Sheamus and and Cena and the guys for the most part that the internet wrestling community and most wrestling fans just can't stand because they're bland and vanilla. Those guys aren't going to be around too much longer. Let's just look at the way the business is going. Like, and if they don't evolve or change, they're going to get left behind, just like right before the boom of the Monday Night Wars and what what happened to guys like Hogan and Sting. 
they evolved. So right. this, I think, is going to be a good thing for some of these guys that have been very vanilla. It's either they're going to adapt or they're not going to be wrestling anymore. So, you know, it's. It, I think it's a great time to be a fan. It is, too, and you have a lot to be excited for. No matter what you see now, better good days night. are to come. And good night, Jamels. <laughs> better days are to come in wrestling. And, you know, that's not a lie. That's definitely not a lie, folks. Better days are to come in professional wrestling. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to leave as well. We have had great guests on today, All-Star Michelle D. We've had Travis Desmond of the Indie Power Rankings. I want to thank the Green Lion Marketplace at greenlionmarketplace.com. Uh, I don't say sponsoring us. I'm just doing them a favor. I'll promote them again. Green Lion Marketplace, the Joint Medic, Organic, Go buy it. Good stuff. Also, pro wrestling tees for uh, for any power rankings merchandise. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. And we will talk to you next time here on Open Mic Wrestling Night. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.